You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of results from a JSE-listed company. The results didn't come out today. They came out yesterday. The company concerned is Grindrod, and it says here, Grindrod reports resilient results amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. I'll read you the first paragraph. It says here, Grindrod Limited released its interim results for the six months ended 30th of June 2020, which of course takes in all of the COVID-19 coronavirus problems. Trading profit was up 10% compared to the first half of the year. Revenue was down by 5% and cash generated from operations a 40% increase on the prior year. Additional banking facilities, it goes on to say, advanced of 450 million remain available. The balance sheet continues to be strong with net debt to equity of 5%. On the telephone now with me is the CEO of Grindrod Limited, the JSE listed company, and that is Andrew Waller. Andrew, how have you managed to come out unscathed after this extraordinary period? Uh, Lindsay, thank you. Um, very blessed, I think. We're very fortunate to operate in an area where we were required to operate a number of our businesses, sadly not all of them, but a number of our businesses during the lockdown period. Uh, we obviously handle essential cargoes in the port. Um, we were able to operate some of our terminals too. Um, and, and effectively what we did is we had teams working away to ensure they generated enough revenue to meet the costs. That's the key. Um, um, and we were fortunate to be in that posi- position. Many others weren't, of course. Also, in my simple mind, I look at your company. It's a company that moves stuff around and helps people move stuff right. around. And it says right. to me that that is still an underlying sort of foundation of, of the business. And maybe the economy has turned around a bit because people are still moving goods and services. And if they're moving them, that means that they've been ordered. Or is that too simplistic? So, so during the COVID period, if we look at that directly, you remember the ports were down to, in some ports, only one berth, container berth operating. Yes. But still we want, uh, and, and the amazing feat is that South Africa's citrus crop was bigger and we managed to get all of it out. So we spent a lot of time with the citrus growers and customers and the shipping lines making sure that we could get empty reefer containers in and prepped and full of uh, citrus and out, back out the country again. Um, so as as operators in, within the port, we, we were working hard to ensure that happened. Um, so a lot of contingency measures during that period, moving containers around ports and, in fact, moving them to other countries where they were then transshipped onto the, onto the eastern lines or the Europe lines. So specifically on containers, um, um, and it's quite a lot of contingency work. On the mineral side, a lot more difficult because, of course, uh, mines were, in fact, closed for some, some several weeks. And then, if you recall, they got back to 50% capacity first. So that, that wasn't easy. Uh, but on the container side, certainly it worked, uh, worked well. And I guess your question is also talking about what's happening in the, in the second half. Yes. On the, ter- on the terminal side, uh, uh, there's still really good pricing on iron ore or magnetite. And we supply a lot of that. There's still reasonable pricing on the chrome, and we supply a lot of that as, as Southern Africa. And, of course, the copper that comes down from the Congo. So we're really fortunate on all those three supply chains that we've still got a very strong customer demand. You've, you've seen the coal price off of it, and you would have seen in our results our coal terminals are not operating as, as well. So that, the mineral exports, I think, is what's going to pull us through this. And so the mining stocks will still be strong. 
But we are seeing a little bit of weakness on the containers, and that's inbound containers. And that's a reflection that the South African economy are not yet spending money. And we see that in our car carrier business as well. We need South Africans to go out and buy cars um, uh, before our carriers can start working and the, t- and, the, and, the, and the OEMs start manufacturing more. I don't think you should be too optimistic about that happening. But uh, I, th- I think what mm-hmm. we have said over the last couple of minutes is that you are a diversified business. And also, okay, you say you're fortunate and maybe global commodity trends and demand trends have, have helped you. But you're also nimble and you've managed to adapt. And many companies haven't managed to adapt over the last six months. Is that a fair comment? Uh, a comment about us being nimble, I think is fair. We have very, very flat structure and our and our teams are really hands-on. So the executives are in the business day in, day out. So no, none of us were at home under lockdown. We were all at the coalface making sure that we were with the people loading the containers. They don't load themselves and they weren't going to be loaded if we were sitting at home. So quite right. And then the engagement with the customer and the shipping lines, that we had people begging us to move containers. Um, as you could imagine, they were wanting the containers to carry on their business. So we were working a lot with all of those people to get sure that we had the contingencies going. And of course, the non-essential containers then all had to go somewhere, right? So we had to stock all our, our full containers of non-essential uh, um, uh, products in our depots for the period while, while the essentials were going out. So, yes, I think Nimble is probably right and, 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 and a flat structure. So I think that is probably right. And diversified as well. And let's talk about your diversification now. Maybe just go through briefly, if you would, without getting into too many technicals and too many numbers, your various divisions and how they've performed over this interim period. Sure, Lindsay. So the containers, as you've gathered, uh, really well in this period and probably benefited from the period, better than last year, as you would have seen, and and expecting to drop off a bit a little bit in the second half. The terminals... um, Whilst Richards Bay, which is mainly coal, was open for us during the lockdown, not as, as well, didn't perform as well as the terminal operations and the Maputo port. Uh, so that really did well, despite being, having a border lockdown. The rail corridor and the rail business, much more difficult because as soon as you close borders, then the north-south corridor doesn't work and you don't get rail running up and down. And of course, we have a lot of locomotives on mine sites and they're all called force majeure. So... That struggled uh, hugely, the rail business. And then the other area that we've got a lot of focus is northern Mozambique, where we are helping build what will become one of the biggest developments, that oil and gas up the northern Mozambique area. And, of course, we were running uh, ships up and down that coast right throughout the period. So that's been, that, that's been very good for us. Just to embellish that point, you say here to provide services is to what is expected to become the world's biggest LNG region, that's liquid natural gas, of course. Grindrod has increased its presence uh, in northern Mozambique. Is this a reality or is this just an exploratory fantasy? Or do you really think that this is going to be a, a big player uh, in the world's energy equation and therefore you're part of that? So our part is obviously a very, very small part of it, Lindsay. We, we are assisting in doing what we do, you know, taking cargo in containers or break bulk to the area and helping set up uh, what will become quite a big city, I would have thought, in, 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 in a few years' time. The, the actual development is uh, 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 the oil majors, Total, obviously, is very big there at the moment, and they're the front runners at the moment. They have invested huge amounts of money, and they have signed offtake agreements for a lot of the gas to come. So they absolutely have to deliver on this. Uh, they've got financial close, uh, so all the bankers are aligned. 
they're aligned. And of course, they, they are acutely aware of the insurgency problems happening in the north. So they are, they are I saw just recently have signed a pact with the Mozambican government as to how they could help them uh, with that dilemma that they have in the north. But yes, absolutely. We've got ourselves four ships running up and down, carrying cargo um, uh, on a daily basis into that area to help with the development of what will become a, a reasonably sized city, I would, I would believe. Jolly good. Uh, Gridrock Bank continues to operate cautiously during this time. We understand that. I like your last statement. It says here, and this is attributed to you. During the second half of 2020, Grindrod will continue precautionary measures across all businesses in response to COVID-19, ramp up the development of assets, focus on efficiencies across supply chains and diversify across commodities. Your strategic focus, you say, remains on unlocking key corridors by investing in infrastructure and working with customers to find the most efficient and cost-effective logistic solutions. Okay, it's a little bit of a PR blurb there, but I, I see what you're... <laughs> I see what you're saying, or rather what they're saying. It's like a Trump, a Trump speech. You're reading from a teleprompter, but I'm not being, I'm not being nasty. It, it does sound good. Do you think you'll come out of this situation stronger than you were before you went into it because of what you've learned over the last six months? Lindsay, you know, all of our businesses involve uh, a man and machinery and in the, in the health and safety environment, that means all of your people have to be extremely disciplined. So, you know, you've got ships and loading equipment and trains and terminals, all, all is heavy equipment. So a lot of our people have been inculcated with the, with the health and safety processes. So for us to put COVID health and safety processes in was, I wouldn't like to say easy, but was relatively easy. Um, yes, it, it does complicate certain things and you have to make, you know, you have to split your, your teams into groups of uh, three different groups so that if one group goes off, you have a reserve team that can come in, all of those sorts of things that we've done. So that we will, I mean, there's no cure for this uh, disease yet, and we will continue to operate on those principles for a while to come, I would imagine. So, and we've, uh, we're managing to do that. The, the border posts with, um, with, uh, through to Maputo um, has a lot fewer trucks running through it at the moment. And that is because there are a whole lot of protocols that they have to, uh, to use to ensure that there's no spread of this disease. Now, we understand that. So now we've had to work other ways to ensure we improve the efficiency because having a truck taking an extra day or two to get to Maputo and back is not efficient at all. So the, the whole IT aspect of it has now been ramped up hugely. So I think those gains, and it's not just us, it's the whole the world, has understood how better to use IT in all of their operations. And that's, that, I think, is going to help us hugely going forward. Have you seen any changes in demand or patterns or business developments since these results were collated? In other words, here we are on the 28th of August. Your results were out yesterday, the 27th. But has there been any changes, any demand changes, any supply changes, any changes at all? Because things change from day to day, it seems to me. Indeed, yeah. So, so the results were obviously for the period to June. So we've got our July results out already. Um, still strong on minerals. So all the minerals outbound. And I think that's going to be our saving grace in southern Africa. Uh, we're going to be dependent on that for a little while to come. And we're also obviously still not done with the citrus season. So that's still being quite positive. As I said to you earlier, the inbound containers is the one that worries me. Uh, we, we're hoping that the South Africans are all going to holiday in South Africa this year, and then maybe 
there'll be a demand for more container volumes of imports to come in for us to be servicing all of those holidaymakers. So a little bit soft on the containers. That's the, that's the worry. And I guess that's what the people are watching at the moment. I know you're in Durban, and I spoke to one of your colleagues earlier on. I know the weather's beautiful. I know it's a Friday. <laughs> you're always a sort of a buzzy bloke, Andrew, but uh, you sound particularly uh, upbeat at the moment. And I don't know if it's because of the Friday, because of the weather, or because you think your business is going to do well. And certainly the stock market likes it. I mean, if I was a retail investor, which I'm not, but if I were, I'd be looking at this and saying that Andrew Waller sounds as though he's quite optimistic. Is that, is that the case? Lindsay, I, I, I am an optimist. I think we've got a lot to do. Um, we certainly, and, and, and the, what my phrase has always been, we as Southern Africa are competing against Australia and Brazil for the Chinese demand, whether it's copper or magnetite or coal or whatever it is. Mm. And we've got to beat them. You know, we don't like being beaten by the Australians in anything. <laughs> um, and, they, and they're so close to China that they've got a head start. So we've got to be extra good at getting product out the ground and the logistics cost down as much as possible in order to compete. Andrew, thank you very much for your time. That's Andrew Waller, the CEO of Grindrod Limited, whose results were released yesterday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.